You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It is Ross Dwelly and Ross Dwelly lunging in for the touchdown. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, brought to you, of course, by BetMGM. A lot to do on this show, including next hour, we'll talk to Michael Felder in the bleachers, our favorite college, one of our favorite college football guests. He'll join us, talk about um, the college football as we head to week four. Including it's the Heisman Trophy. Interesting. Um, you know, I was looking at the odds for the Heisman Trophy this morning before we get to uh, Jason Scott coming up for BetMGM in a second. But Heisman Trophy, I'm excited to talk to Michael Felder because, Joe, I think a couple of years ago you mentioned that you hit Devontae Smith after the straw poll over at The Athletic, one of those kind of polls they put out. Well, they have one up yeah. today, early season straw poll. Stetson Bennett getting a good amount of uh, votes, or at least like in the conversation. It's still, there's still pretty decent numbers on him. I mean, that moved from 100 to like 20. The other one, Michael Penix's name has been brought up. Remember, Big Penix Energy. Mm-hmm. We heard from RG3 yesterday. So, <laughs> Speaking of uh, polls, Big Penix <laughs> Energy. His name brought up as well. So the Heisman Trophy. I mean, CJ Stroud is the guy everyone most votes are for CJ Stroud, number one. But th- there's some interesting <laughs> names that we'll talk to Michael Felder with coming up. I mean, I, mean, I think Penix is getting some some votes here strictly because RG three. He put him on the radar. I know. Go Huskies. I think I might have to sprinkle that. Love the name. I can can he win it though? If you're the quarterback for the Washington Huskies, stats yeah, could be so. there. I mean, there's a lot of other – the Pac-12 has been surprising, I think. For sure. All right, we're going to talk to Jason Scott here. Jason Scott, uh, our next guest here on the show, he is the VP of Trading at BetMGM. Jason, we appreciate you hopping on here on this uh, on Tuesday morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, let's talk about the 49ers. B- big story, obviously, Trey Lance out, Jimmy Garoppolo in. How much, uh, and if you do, how much do you upgrade the 49ers with Garoppolo in, Lance out? This is where my opinion and the market are different. In my opinion, it's a big upgrade. The market has really only upgraded him minutely. Uh, and I think it hasn't happened yet, but I think it will happen over the next week or two. Uh, that we'll see, we'll see. Maybe it's worth one and a half to two and a half points per game, and you know, a little bit in the in the futures. But yeah, look, I, I see the world different to where the market's gone. Hmm. So, so, how do you view it as far as ceiling? The Super Bowl ceiling, we talk a lot about, and but we we've seen what Jimmy G is in Shanahan's offense. I think part of the appeal with some before the season started was we don't know what Trey Lance is. And it, it could be a complete boom or bust factor. Were you getting money on San Francisco before the season uh, when Trey Lance was named the starter? And I, I know you mentioned what the market is at, but what about over at BetMGM? What kind of uh, support are you getting for the yeah. Niners over the last so, couple so of days? The Monday after the Super Bowl, we put prices up. The best back team in the first 48 hours of the 49ers. 
I think they took 25 oh. to 1, 20 to 1, and they're into 16 to 1. Now, this is long before Shanahan declared who his, who his quarterback was going to be, probably on the back of the, the – the, uh, and this is obviously before all the moves where the NFC – the AFC became dominant with some of the, the moves there. Uh, and I assume that was because people were betting that their injury run would be better than last year. Garoppolo could do it. They, they got beaten in a conference final last year. Uh, since then, we haven't seen much at all. I think it's because the, the, most people don't believe in Trey Lance from the moment um, Shanahan said that. What I think we'll see, why reason I think we'll see money come now is the NFC and the weakness of the NFC. Uh, the Rams haven't started as well. Uh, Dallas have obviously got injuries. Philadelphia looks strong. But that even that division that the 49ers are in, which was the division of doom last year, even with the Cardinals winning this week, doesn't look as strong this year. And people can see a pathway to a Super Bowl. And if you're on at 16 or 20 to 1, you're in a good position to hedge in a Super Bowl, even if you start $3, you know, plus 250 or wherever they're going to be. We're here with Jason Scott, VP of Trading at BetMGM. And Jason, Cooper Rush, uh, look ahead to closing line versus Cincinnati, implied nine and a half point difference um, from Dak to Cooper Rush. Where do you land between the two? Uh, I think not. I, I was probably close. We were, we were closer to a touchdown. Um, and look, to be honest, it, it's still to play out. You know, it, are Cincinnati one of those Super Bowl teams that have that are nursing a hangover and have struggled the year after? Uh, we do see a bump for one game. There's plenty of people watching film with Cooper Rush right now to see to find where the weaknesses are. So, so I still tend to think there's a there's a touchdown difference, um, and it wouldn't shock me if it does go back to sort of seven, eight, nine. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not buying the farm after one performance. Jason, where are you noticing um, some of the money, sharp money coming in for, for week number three? Or one of the games that moved the most so far, as you look at just I'm looking at some of the lines here, um, you know, we've seen some pretty big movement in some of these games, including San Francisco. I mean, they were underdogs to start this week. Now they're all the way to one and a half point favorites. That game, any others you're noticing some sharp movement, uh, change in numbers here for you guys? Uh, yeah, we. That's that's obviously one big one. Uh, Philadelphia obviously um, opened up this morning. We've seen some money for them. You know, people people have fallen uh, have fallen for them. So they're the two big ones right now. Uh, but today's often the day where injuries become clear, and the sharps tend to get involved Tuesday, Wednesday. So now is really the important time. Uh, despite that, they they got it completely wrong last week. The early the early sharp money. There was a fortune for the Raiders. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there certainly was. Um, last night, we had a couple of favorites get home, but overall, week two, it was about the underdog. But the big story was the, those comebacks, uh, the ones that were completed and the ones that ended up being pretty close, like uh, the Falcons and Rams kind of hanging in the balance, uh, t to name one of them. The Bengals almost came back. But uh, how, how are you guys with the live betting? Because I'd imagine if you're willing to, if you trust that closing number, uh, with live betting, you could have got some massive dogs and some pretty good money line wagers in on these uh, these dogs that that did come back, like like the Cardinals or the Jets. Look, you you haven't got me on to hear me brag, and your viewers don't want to hear stories about bookmakers winning. <laughs> but the, the interesting point is the four teams that the three four teams that come back, if you include the Falcons coming back to cover, the Jets. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Cardinals and the Dolphins, they're all underdogs. So what we see in play is if the favourite gets behind, 
there's always a fortune taking the taking the the improved line from where the game was and the money comes from them. When the dog gets behind, we have people buying money taking the you know the the really short the minus five hundreds minus seven hundreds on the favourites thinking they're going to win. Ah. So not only did we get from a bookmaker's point of view, not only did we get the, all the comebacks, we got the dogs coming back, which no one reads into, which is basically results for heaven for a group of bookmakers. If that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. 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 It makes perfect sense. So through two weeks of the season, um, you know, overreaction, we love to do it in the NFL. Have you seen any crazy wild bets coming in, whether it's the futures market or anything else? Uh, no. Well, I think the biggest overreaction right now was again last week on the back of the, the Packers, except in the game, that market did go from minus eight and a half to minus ten and a half. But we wrote less than half a percent of our tickets last week on any of the futures for the Packers, where it's usually around five to six percent. Uh, we haven't seen much come back yesterday. We saw it happen last year where they got flogged by New Orleans in the first game. Rogers blew out in the in the MVP market after one game. We were a bit smarter this year. He didn't go as far after one bad performance. Um, and so we've seen there the Rams have been dropped. Uh, the, look, the Phillies, everyone's on the Phillies bandwagon a little bit on their two performances, also on the back of Prescott being injured, and it looks like they should win that division and, frankly, could get a fairly high seed in that conference given their their schedule looks pretty good. But there's still a long way to go. Jason, what's more challenging, moving a team up, let's say the Miami Dolphins, right, from a 40-1 to 1 or whatever, you know, more towards the top of the board, or is it more difficult taking a team that people liked, a Colts team, a Bengals team before the season, and figuring out how far to move them down? Like, they need, they need to go down, but obviously there's some value there if you move them too far down. What's more challenging, moving a team up or moving a team down? For me, it's moving a team down because people, people are so um, – determined to last week's results and and they overbet the teams that won and underbet the teams that have lost or gone badly and it happens every single year so so well I'm, I'm much more conservative about moving teams to a bigger price and i prefer to not move them down as far as the rest of the market and take another bet because we see it every year teams get on three three and four week rolls and everyone's declaring that they're going to win the division and i can list go and ESPN and everyone's riding teams off on the back of three weeks. You know, it happened last year with the Chiefs. Okay, they didn't come back and win the Super Bowl, but they went through that. I think they were four and four or three and five after eight games and the world was going to cave in. You know, half time of the conference championship, they were the Super Bowl favourites. So you've just got to be a little bit patient. And it's not just football, that's all sports. Anything uh, notable on the college level as far as uh, some of the sharp money that's come in? Uh, look, Futures-wise, we're not writing too many tickets at all. I think people don't want to lock their money up on the on the Georgias, Alabamas, and Ohio State and take you know plus two hundred, plus one eighty, plus three fifty, depending on which one you want to be on. Uh, we're seeing a lot of money for USC are always popular. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of this week's <laughs> games, we haven't seen much exactly. In terms of this, <laughs> in terms of these games. Um, I haven't seen much activity at all in terms of the sharps coming in yet. That again, that tends to happen Tuesday, Wednesday when injuries are clear. These sharp guys, particularly on the college, they they seem to know when when quarterbacks are injured long before the rest of the world does. <laughs> Great stuff. Jason. I was we debating asking you a USC question, and you brought it up. I love it. Well, I, I have to apologise for my attire, actually. I was I was told it was ten forty on West Coast, so I thought I was on at ten forty Pacific. 
So I'm actually not prepared and didn't put proper clothes on. So again, I apologize. Oh, you're good. No worries. No, no, no worries. We appreciate you hopping on and let's do it again soon. Jason Scott from BetMGM, VP of Trading there. We'll come back. We have a lot to get into next hour, including more college football. Michael Felder is going to join us here on the BetQL Network. Don't forget, every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're at BetMGM Rewards Points. can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM Rewards Points. to can be used for its dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. We'll continue the college discussion, including USC Next. Michael Felder joins us on the BetQL Network.